Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. Today, Brett and Dude are joined by Aaron Chepanek from Smoke Wagon. We get into the history of Smoke Wagon, some of their blending techniques, and some other random topics. But before we get started, let me tell you about our sponsor, Unicorn Nation Apparel. Magical apparel for magical people. Go to www.unicornnationapparel.com to check out their amazing shirts. Or reach out to them for custom print jobs with no minimum orders necessary. Also, check out the link in our bio for some awesome bourbon shirts from Unicorn Nation. I want to thank Aaron for jumping on this podcast with us. He was a great guest and we had some really fun conversations. So sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. We've got a great episode today. We've got uh, Smoke Wagon uh, Bourbon, or uh, what is it, Nevada Distilling, right? On the uh, correct the, uh, yeah. episode today, and uh, I'm Dude Pool, and I'm joined with Brett Bryan. And today we have on from uh, Nevada Distilling, Aaron Chepanek. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Fantastic, man. It's like, uh, sorry, I'm I cursed too much. No, uh, yeah, man. we're it's explicit. Fine. We're explicit. You're fine. <laughs> Summer yeah, is rain. over. Oh, is we're it? We're in so, a coat in the middle of the day. So uh, amazing. Where, where, are where are you? you yeah. yeah. It's beautiful right now what I'm seeing. Like, I'm super jealous. Yeah, you got sunshine. Oh, I'm at my house. I came home for this. Okay. Nice. I, try, I, I try to do them from the distillery, but um, it's just... Let me uh, <laughs> put this there on Do Not Disturb so people don't call me. Um, but uh, yeah, I've tried doing it from uh, my distillery, from the distillery. It's just too loud and crazy and noisy. So no I came worries. home. So and it's uh, close by. Just a real quick uh, intro here, I guess. Um, so your name's Aaron. We see you all the time on Instagram. We love your videos. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Outstanding to watch. Um, so just for a little background on our uh, on our uh, listeners, I reached out, asked if uh, you guys would be on the podcast. Uh, you quickly said yes. So I was so excited about that. Yeah, I, I try to do I try to do as many as I can, you know. Yeah, uh, it's great. I, I mean, I seriously, your guys' personality, it's one of the things that I that drew me to ask you guys because I just get a kick out of your videos. Um but uh before we get into too much, uh give me a little bit of a oh, history. Hold on. Got <laughs> man down, man down. <laughs> <on me. laughs> so for those of you listening, uh he's got his iPhone, he's using his iPhone to be on a Zoom call with us. Uh my computer's too old. The camera is like, uh, I just ordered a new one. But yeah, if I do it on my computer, it's like, no worries. It's like watching VHS. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the distillery itself, how it came to be, and, and your path there. So I've read a little bit on the website, but uh, for our listeners, uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, it all started, God, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost 11 years now. I was going to say 10 years ago, but it's been, it's been close to 11 years. Um, it really just sort of, you know, my business partner, Jonathan and I, uh, at that point we had owned, uh, you know, bars together and we had known each other for a while. And, um, we were drinking this vodka called Russian, uh, Russian diamond, the official vodka of the Kremlin. And we both drank a lot of vodka. I was a big vodka drinker back then. It was, you know, it was 2004 and, uh, wow, God, so long ago. 
I'll, I'll just try to. Oh, sorry. No, it's after the the bar in Vegas is open. So it had to have been like 2009. And um, we, he just started talking about we should do a distillery. And, and it, it was just like this one night. And I was like, yeah, we should do it. And, you know, we we're like, we should make vodka. We'll make it out of corn instead of wheat. So it'll be cheap because all this. Um, so actually, it had to have been really had to have been more than 10 years ago. It had to be the, the, the beginning had to have been 12 years ago because before 2009, 2010, because premium vodka was still like a big thing. You know, and we were like, this was so like, not weird. We we're like, all these brands are too expensive and nobody's going to want to drink this. Premium vodka is going to take a dump. And we're going to, we, we should have this corn and we're going to use a silver filter the way this Russian diamond is. And so just started the process, you know, trying to figure out the name for the, for the vodka, which was silver dollar. And then, uh, eventually we found a space, um, like, you know, small 30, it was like 3,900 square foot space right downtown mm -hmm. Las Vegas. Um, not a very good area because <laughs> <laughs> we needed, I not doubt, not, I'm just not saying downtown isn't, but in particular where the distillery is uh primarily it's a block from the mission and next door is this huge vacant lot which we ended up buying but um but yeah so we you know because we need this, this specific zoning we needed heavy industrial zoning and it's either when we really want to be within the city limits we did not want to be in unincorporated clark county or because uh, that's where a lot of these industrial complexes are and so it was really hard to find a space um especially one that we because we thought we wanted a smaller space and this is like right in the heart of downtown i mean it's it's right where the 95 and the 15 meet i mean if it wasn't for the freeway you could walk to like the plaza and uh main street station and all that it's all right there it's pretty crazy that's a cool and location, then yeah, and then so problem, and then like you know, we started building the place, and it was almost done. <laughs> it was, and we were getting our licensing and everything. And then, uh, you know, I was drinking bourbon. Um, my business, Jonathan, he was uh, drinking a lot more. We were both trying to slow it down. We were both kind of maniac when we were drinking vodka, and we were like, you know, take it, take it a little slower, take it a little easier, and you know vodka made me nuts i mean i'd stay up all night and uh bourbon was like oh how's a gentleman it's like you know i believe i've had enough it's time to go home and go to bed <laughs> and vodka is like i don't ever want to go to bed ever i just want to stay up and go like i need you know it was nuts it was fun i mean but definitely I'm glad I lived that life i don't I, there's never a moment now where i'm like oh i wish i could party like i used to I have no desire. I like, I like my life now. I like going to bed early and, you know, having daytime stuff to do. But, um, so we hired Dave Pickerel. I believe actually it was American Distill ADI recommended him because that's what he was doing. You know, I think that year that, that like 250, uh, craft distilleries opened up in that one year. And so we hired Dave and, uh, he got us all set up. You know, we bought our still, bought the copper pot still, which I use for the vodka. The state lets me distill from 
the DNS to make vodka because we're not distilling from scratch, but they won't let us distill from scratch with the license we have, uh, which all changed during the process, which I'll get back to. So, <laughs> we, so back then, nobody had Vendome stills. Like, I mean, obviously, the big brands did, but if you like dry fly, uh, all the like boutique craft distilleries that were open up and doing tours, they all bought either Bavarian Holstein or specifically the Carl Artisan stills, the German stills, where all the stainless is tooled and everything's beautiful. And uh, I just was like, I want everything to be made in the U.S. And there has to be, a, and it was really hard to find them. I actually, I was looking through a book and I just saw the tag. I, I saw the nameplate, the Vendome nameplate, and I Googled it. And uh, that's how I Google stuff like this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I called them up and they're like, yeah, we just started making little copper pot tom stills for craft guys. And uh, so, so we bought one. I mean, now I don't even know how long the wait list is. And so we bought the the still and the mash cooker and the you know pencil auger and the mash strainer and all the stuff to distill from scratch. And then we went to MGP <laughs> in 2012, yeah. and all my everything everyone had taught me turned out to be a lie. <laughs> not how they do it <laughs> so <laughs> they go ahead. are you are you are you a mixture then do you do i know you sourced from mgp uh for bourbon and stuff but do you do your own vodka is that the the silver dollar and then you have the yeah go ahead I, we we just stole the vodka from scratch uh, i mean i'm sorry not from scratch from G, you know neutral grain spirit uh -huh. i forget which grade it is um because there's like 12 grades it's not all created it's all based on uh I know this is about bourbon, but so oh, you're fine. The thing, uh, each grade is going to tell you how much like methanol and sort of thing, you know. So if you go all the way to the highest grade, which is the most expensive and the one you think is the best and has been distilled the most, it has zero methanol in it. And you want a little bit of methanol, not enough where, you know, it's all regulated. So you're never going to, you'll die of alcohol poisoning before you like <laughs> right. go blind. Uh, from drinking the amount of methanol in there, but that little bit of methanol, that's what gives it uh, any sort of creamy mouthfeel and sort of that like coconut flavor. If you strip everything out, it's just really thin and uh, kind of dry. So you want just a little bit of methanol. And then we, <laughs> which I didn't know was weird, is we just, we take all our neutral grain spirit and run all of it through our copper pot still. Every ounce of distillate is distilled by us and uh boy if you think there's bullshit in the bourbon industry <laughs> holy shit vodka man fuck it is just like <laughs> i i had a brand ambassador who used to work for like kettle and he was like he's like you distill all your distillate i was like yeah i was like why what are they doing he's like oh like 35 percent i was like what and then you find out that like all these guys uh some of them just like do a run and literally go around with like an eyedropper and fairy what? dust. Yeah, fairy dust, um, just undistilled neutral green spirit. And now they've distilled all of it. You know, they can write oh. distilled by. Yeah. So, uh, but that people always tell, you know, the vodka is sort of on the opposite end of this, but the bourbon's like, 
so much flavor. The vodka, yeah. I just want it. It's not 100% neutral because it does have some flavor, but it sure. is. I'll do tastings, room temperature, and people are like, wow, this is pretty smooth. I'm like, well, when have you ever like sipped on room temperature vodka? I mean, there's it's usually like not very enjoyable experience. So <laughs> it's it's really good. You know, it's just uh, I mean, it's just funny how it all worked out because it's obviously it's not where my palate is. It's like, you know, I'm just trying to make things bigger and bolder and more spice and you know, not so much heat, but uh, but more complex. You know, I mean, it's so so I achieved it. <laughs> I achieved my perfect vodka, <laughs> and and when I did it, I totally thought I proofed down too low. I thought I fucked it up because it was just so smooth, right? And which is like not necessarily a term that we use bourbon anymore. Right. Nobody wants to hear about bourbon being smooth, smooth anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bad word, but for vodka, it was like so smooth, and I was like, oh fuck! And I I took check the proof again. It was eighty proof, and I was like, well, I did it. <laughs> I created. My perfect vodka. vodka, which I don't <laughs> want to drink anymore. I want to drink bourbon. So right. that was <laughs> that's fine. So uh, before we go any further, let's talk about. Uh, so right now we have a bourbon enthusiast barrel pick that they did with you a little while ago, actually. Um, and I think you said it was bottle fifty or barrel fifty six fifteen that you have. Is that right? Oh yeah. Uh, which that, one do I have? I have yeah fifty six fifteen. Is that a bourbon enthusiast barrel? It is. Yeah. And then oh, I've also yeah. got okay. This is the one. Sorry, it, it doesn't have a name on it. Yeah, I remember this. I remember yeah, this. and then I've also got an uncut unfiltered, so I figured we'll start with this one and then go to that as well. So I, I love have one of those with me. Oh, that's all right. I didn't send that one in a picture because I wasn't uh, real sure about that one, but uh, we're going to hit that one because he's never had it, and I want him to taste it. It's it's really good. So, um, so you say you remember this barrel? Is that? Oh uh, yeah. And it's a. It I even did a video on it, and uh, that was like the last. The last of the twelve years. Yeah, it's a, it says right on the back there, twelve year. So, um, uh -huh. do you have like a stockpile yeah. in your house, or is that your last bottle, or what? Oh, I, of the pick. Yeah, of this particular pick. pick. Yeah, that uh, I had set aside, and then when everything happened with our our pal there, Naz. <laughs> I I made it. I I was. I can't remember where these were gonna go, but um, I sent them. I sent them to James. I said, you know what, man, I'm gonna take care of you. I got I got these last two 12 year barrels, and they're they're not like you're getting the end. I've been kind of saving them. Yeah, they're really good. It's not like these are the ones nobody wanted. It was like yeah. I I had set these aside and I hadn't set samples out or anything. Well, he had sent and, out a uh, message too that was like, "Hey, you know, he felt really bad. He's going to set us up with a with a couple more barrel picks here in the future." So that was kind of neat. I was looking forward to it because I was one of the ones he did a randomizer. I think they only got thirty two of their bottles in the first round on that uh, the the one that Naz, you know, uh, happened with. So, oh, the one he oh oh yeah because you so the state law was uh, he I forget he had to get like seventy percent. You had to send him seventy percent of it. Yeah. Yeah. So he did a randomizer and he, cause he only got 32 of the bottles and, um, I ended up being number 33, but someone looked through and there was a name on there twice. So I ended up being bumped up to 32. So I got the last bottle and oh, cool. uh, yeah, so I, I got that one. And then when he, I, it was so good that when he said you, he was doing another couple, I made sure to get those because, uh, I was an instant fan as, as soon as I got it. So, oh, so, look, 
Yeah. So let's talk about the MGP, uh, you know, the sourcing and, and all of that stuff. And I apologize. You keep seeing us going out of uh, frame. That's our lighting for whatever reason keeps turning off. It's like it's on a timer or something like that. Oh, no problem. Not we sure. don't have that beautiful weather like you do in the background. <laughs> we have to fake it. It's all gray skies here. Oh, well, we need it. I think it's been record that it hasn't rained. It's been kind of weird. Oh, wow. So yeah, talk about that MGP uh, experience. Like, um, I know we just had uh, Greg Metz on the show from Old Elk uh, recently. He, he was still there the first yeah. time I went. Okay, yeah. cool. I so, met him. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lived in uh, Cincinnati. We're in Ohio, so uh, yeah. it was kind of neat when we first jumped on. Tyler didn't know that he lived in Ohio. He's yeah. like, "Oh, it's, you know, is it snowing out there yet?" And he's <laughs> like, "In Cincinnati, no." <laughs> yeah, he he showed us around and everything. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, yeah back when you could do things like that, still right. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I know right now that suppliers can't go there at all because of COVID. But, uh, um, but yeah, you know, they they kind of that was the end. Like after us, they closed the doors. I mean, someone from there told me that Ultra Pure came in and made a deal, saying, "Don't deal with craft guys, just deal with us, and we'll we'll." So it's just one PO, one account. And we'll get it to the craft guys. But now they've opened the doors up again to, to craft guys. Um, That's things I couldn't like when we went there, I was like, they were so over craft guys. <laughs> they were like, it was like, you're either buying all this or get the fuck out. And we were like, <laughs> no, we want all of it. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, give, us, give us everything. Let's talk about this real quick. I know we this is probably the longest we've gone on a show without actually. I know. Drink, I might uh, start shaking in a minute. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what you get on the nose. He's got the better uh, schnoz than I do, but uh, I get sweet on the nose I do right too. away, like a vanilla. Oh, which one are you drinking? The fifty uh, or fifty-six fifteen. The the twelve. It's a oh. private barrel twelve year. It says. So my bottle's been open for a while. Yeah, mine too. It's really sweet for a twelve I, I year right away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, so uh, let's see. I don't get a lot of, uh, you know, wood in, on the nose. I, I definitely get some uh, vanilla um, mm-hmm. and some sweet right up that I can't yeah. pinpoint. I get a lot of leather so, and oak on like old stuff, like 12 years and stuff, but this I don't. Yeah. yeah. So, so two things. One is off the bottom half of the warehouse, third floor. And then the other thing is these barrels, they're, they're racked. They're on their side. You know, they've never been rotated. The, the place they were put, on day one is where they sat until it's time to pull them. So not like they got started up on a high floor and then, oh, we got to roll them. You know, it's too high. Let's roll them. Because that, that's the standard practice is to roll these barrels around, you know, right. start them up high. I mean, even like, uh, you know, I think uh, Jim Beam, they have a TV commercial. We, we hand rotate our barrels, <laughs> you know. It's like, well, I don't want to rotate my barrel. They just sit. And so... When you rotate them, especially when they're young, all that alligator char just flakes right off because we use number four char barrels. And so that's going to really, you're going to just flood the, the juice with all this oak char. And then it's very easy for the alcohol to dissolve the tannins out of those little three-dimensional chips. And it really, and you start losing the balance to get too oaky, in my opinion, for what I like. Sure, yeah, yeah. Now, and it's funny because you hear a lot of people talk about how 12 years kind of that threshold to where if you don't do it the right way, it can start to get super oaky after that. So, I mean, I, he's right. I just had a, a sip of it and I, I don't, 
it's not that I'm not getting any of the, you know, the, the wood or the, the oak, but I, I definitely don't get it as much as I would expect in a 12 year. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's, it's actually right. really nice. Um, it's really nice on the tongue. It's got a good, um, mouthfeel and yeah. the, 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 um, the finish isn't too long for it being, you know, 56.9% alcohol. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're, you know, almost to 120 proof with this. I mean, it's, what is that? 113.8 math. Yeah. Uh, Don't ask me your math, please. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. So I, I think 113.8 on the proof. So, I mean, um, I, I think that's outstanding. Yeah. It, it doesn't drink like that. It drinks closer yeah. to more like a, you know, like a bottled and bond or something like that, like a hundred right. or something, but it's, it's really good. And I, like I said, so far I've only had from the barrel picks I've had, they've all been bourbon enthusiasts. Um, but I love them. I think they're great. And then the only other one I've had from you guys has been, that's not been a barrel pick has been this, uh, uncut unfiltered, which is a 57.6. So in fact, it's not much higher. I mean, it's only, uh, you know, 0.7% more alcohol. Right. So it's not like it's that much greater. I don't know what's going on with these lights, but, yeah. Um, well, I'll have, I, to, I'll have to actually read the, <laughs> read the manuals on these, I guess. I do get a little leather on my palate with it, but I like it. It's not overwhelming. Um, it's nice. It, yeah, it's tough for me because I did. We did a uh, we did a batch of uh, straight today, so I was trying that. That's all four and five year, and then I was trying a bunch of six year samples, and so going from that to this, you know, it's like. But it is. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. I'm yeah, getting a little bit of oak, but you know, delicate finish, right? There's not like a lot of yeah. rye spice has been aged out. It's not, um, and then I don't, you know, and then like the oak kind of comes back, but it's not like it leaves your tongue, you know, all tingling the way the uncut unfiltered will will or some of the eight year barrels. But it's really nice, ah, really nice, beautiful little little barrel. I love, I love <laughs> these guys. Yeah, it's. I mean, to be honest, I've only had one pick from Bourbon Enthusiasts that I didn't like, and that was the barrel. Um, barrel. Uh, I can't remember the the barrel oh, of bourbon oh, or whatever. Not, not from me. No, 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 not from you guys the at all. Barrel um, guys. Whatever. Yeah, the barrel guys, and they're more, I think, blends generally, right? So, uh, um, and I don't. There was something about it. I don't know what it was. I just. This is a single barrel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everything I've done from him except for that one i've really really enjoyed like i i feel like our palettes mesh well but for whatever reason that one i just i didn't like and it again yeah it wasn't from you guys yeah uh, you know i think sometimes too uh like when he picked the two barrels that he picked the one barrel uh the six thousand that's like one of my favorite favorite barrels of those eight years that was actually the one like it was um, you know, we started, we called it 6,000 because all the, all the Seagram's barrels were like, they were the ones who were actually writing barrel numbers on them mm -hmm. and they were in the 5,000. So then we went to 6,000 and then when it went to like the 100s and everything, that was like, okay, let's just use our real numbers. Like how many barrels have we dumped yeah. and let, let's make this you know real. But, uh, like the 6,015 was good, but you know, I think he was trying to find it, it wasn't my favorite not that i expect my favorite to be everybody's favorite but it was different than the six thousand and it, it was good but i just think you know sometimes it's like when you have a club 
you gotta you gotta figure well some guys are gonna like this better and some guys are gonna like this better you know so you just never know what the, the motivation is so uh let me go back to uh some of the questions we had here set aside for you guys but uh yeah, so I love this. I, I don't know what you get on the mouthfeel. You didn't really talk about palette yet, Brett. But uh, uh, I got like leather on it. Yeah, so um, I was going to say I get a little bit more of the the wood flavor when I taste it, um, but it's not overwhelming. It's it's just the right amount for me, and I think it's you know it it just makes it. Uh, I think it adds to that mouthfeel for one, mm -hmm. but I the sweetness continues on on the uh, on the palate for me. But I get some sweetness on the finish. It's like I get sweet, a little bit of leather, which leather and oak to me are kind of the same. I think we yeah, use those terms right. interchangeably with us. And then I get like sweet again on the finish. Um, and it's nice. Or maybe even a little tobacco in there. And I like that. Yeah. And with a number four char, I mean, you're going to get a little bit of yeah. that too. So I, I think the, uh, as he calls it, the alligator char, I guess, uh, industry uh, term, right? Yeah. I like that. Um, so. Oh, yeah. The number four char, because that's what it, I mean. Yeah. It, it was like alligator white. skin, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, I guess talk about, you know, I know you said that you were, uh, you know, running a, a bar, owning a bar and you were into the vodka scene and all that stuff. What got you into bourbon? Like what made you shift? I know you mentioned that the vodka was more of like a party up all night type of mentality. Bourbon's kind of a slowdown, but, but what made you? Yeah, well, so I just started trying all the brown spirits. I wanted something that had flavor that I could, you know, take my time with and enjoy. You know, vodka was just especially... I was just drinking on the rocks with lime or something. It was like, boop, gone. And, uh, <laughs> and so I wanted something that had some heat that like, I couldn't just throw it back. And I, you know, I didn't want to do any, I didn't, I, I didn't want to drink cocktails. So I was just looking for something where it inherently had a flavor profile that I liked. And, you know, I was, tried scotch. I wasn't, um, Tried a bunch of bourbons um, and even some ryes. And I think my two favorite at the time was the Michter's rye when it was only three mm. years old and uh, the Four Roses single barrel. Those, those were my, my two favorites for sure. I love the Four Roses yeah. single barrel. Yeah, I have several of those at home. Yeah. So what uh, I, I guess I just, I, may, I just don't know this. Do you guys do any rye whiskeys or is it uh, just the, the vodkas? And Not the yet. Not yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not something you're thinking about doing then. I know it's oh, becoming yeah. a little popular, not nearly like bourbon, but people that are into bourbon are starting to branch out into the rye a lot. You know, uh, yeah, and it's funny because I was I, I got some samples, you know, uh, and was, I was playing around with them, and the rye that I liked was actually didn't have as much spice as this high rye bourbon. But um, it was just really, it did have some spice, but, you know, it was just really delicate. I, I think that the bourbon, like, especially on China filtered and small batch, you know, they can handle all that spice because there's so much going on on top of that. And the rye, at least for me, the, the, the flavor, you know, when you have less corn and, uh, and, and you want it a little younger, you know, because rye ages really fast compared mm -hmm. to corn. and so you start getting in these six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old ryes, especially if they're primarily rye, there's nothing, there's nothing there. You know, all the rye's been aged out and it's just like oak water. So I was looking at like four or five year rye and um, both rye corn mash bill and rye malted barley mash bill. And I was like, 
messing around, mixing them up together. And I really loved it. But, you know, because you think, well, I'm using this high rye bourbon. Am I really going to be able to create something that uh, is different? You know, and you, and the answer is yes. And the irony is it's not quite as spicy, as much baking spice as the bourbon, but like really delicate and, and beautiful and a lot of light floral sweet notes to it. Those, now, is, those are those also the MGPs that you're you're testing? Like the 95, yes. the standard yeah. MGP type? Yeah. So what are you looking for on those? Like, I know you talked about third floor and not rotated, you know, for the for the bourbon barrels here. But uh, you, is there anything you know, for, for those, I they, I don't know where they came from. They just uh, they just sent me like a few barrel samples, you know. Gotcha. It takes a while to figure <laughs> it out. And then there's surprises, you know, like I pulled these third floor barrels for your barrels because i had to um my the elevator was broken for where my eight-year barrels are in this different warehouse so i had to pull these these other barrels and uh, i would not have pulled something from that low of a floor that young and holy shit are they fucking delicious they're just so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> and, you know it's just like uh, so you yeah, know, now i gotta try one yeah so um you know, sometimes you think you got it all figured out, and then <laughs> you always you know, don't got a lot to learn, which is cool, which is why I love it. You know, that's why I love blending, is because I'll get all sure of myself and and maybe overly cocky, and then I get stumped where I can't fucking figure out how to get to where I want to go flavor profile wise. I can't even figure out how to get to go where it, like it doesn't taste like dog shit, and. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I'll just try something, and I'll be like, "Oh, you know, oh, that's kind of getting me where I, that's that's getting closer." And it wasn't; it was the opposite of what I thought it needed to be. Like, uh, examples. One time, something just seemed too harsh, uh, and so I thought it was too thin and too young. So I kept adding, trying more older juice, and it got worse. And I was like, "Well, so maybe the," and then you you forget that you know. Harshness is not always alcohol heat. It's uh, it's like oak panic, you know. And yeah. so I started blending in some younger stuff that was thinner and hotter, but it made the finish more uh, more delicate because we got rid of that harsh oak. So you know, it's like sometimes I set out with a plan, and then <laughs> you know, and then you just go, "Oh well, that was not the way to get there." So <laughs> fortunately, now we got enough vintages and floors and everything where it's like i'm not really locked in you know i can sort of i can always get my way out in the beginning when we only had two floors and two eight and four year uh then it was like oh fuck <laughs> you know how am i gonna make this work but now it, it, it takes longer but there's always a way to, to make it work so i want to get so, back to the blending stuff okay. at some point but uh, do you guys have a plan are you are you distilling your own bourbon now that you're trying to get to at some point or you just is the plan to just stick with sourced or or what's your long term oh yeah the plan is uh you know unless something you know changes um uh we've been laying down new barrels like you know i'm not really buying any aged bourbon anymore i'm contracting new distillate and so uh lately we've been doing over 200 barrels a month of new new fills uh and so we just keep stockpiling inventory i mean there's two there's two problems with doing it here one is 
state laws, uh, I'd either have to like get rid of all my MGP stuff, or you know, because you you can't import and distill from scratch with the way the state of Nevada is. Oh wow! Um, okay. And then the other is just I mean anybody that know that's done it here is they get like a fifty percent volume loss the first year, and so just from the from the angel share there the heat? yeah. Is that the yeah? Heat? Well, the humidity. You know, if it was okay. hot and humid, we'd be okay. But I mean, this so summer, yeah, it was like the driest summer I've ever seen. Like four percent humidity. It was crazy. Yeah. You know? I used to go to Vegas like once a year because I love going out there, and it looked like a murder scene in my hotel room because I'd always get these nosebleeds because it's so fucking dry out there all the yeah. time. And like I said, it was awesome. I'd wake up and my pillowcase is like covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, I go yeah, two to three times a year. We had to. Take chapstick with us and like because I and I spoke all day long because I was always on the trade show floor. And uh so you'd end up hoarse with a dry mouth. And uh if you didn't take chapstick, your lips would be chapped. It was the craziest thing ever. Oh yeah, just just sitting there, you know, if I was doing a tasting or or a class or whatever, talking for two and a half, three hours, just that just dries, you know, you gotta have like a you know, Gatorade or something with you. You're just gonna get all dehydrated. Right. It's crazy. So yeah, so that, and then now, I mean, the, so you do contract distilling then that basically just for our listeners, that basically means that they distill it to your, uh, recipe, correct. And then well, it, it, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not inventing a recipe. I mean, it's the standard 36% rye MGP recipe. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, uh, rye bourbon, sorry. But they're distilling it for you. Then what are they shipping it to you and you're aging it on site? Then? No. Is that the, so. Okay. Okay, because uh, of they're the... distilling it for me, and then I tell them where I want to put it, in oh. the, which warehouse and floor and things like that. So, do you have to rent out like a section of their rick house or something like that, or how does that uh, how does that work? You just pay storage fees on your barrels. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we. I mean, we talked with Greg about you know some of that with Old mm-hmm. Elk, but we didn't get into those details. So that some of that stuff, I we haven't really talked about before. So that was uh, that's kind of neat to hear. So so back to the blending. Uh, you know, do you have, uh, is it more of a scientific type of, uh, methodology or do you, do you just go into it thinking this is what I want when you're, when you're blending your small batch stuff or, you know, how do you, how do you get to that? I know you, it kind of seems small like small batch. Yeah. Small batch and straight is definitely more scientific because those are, I'm trying, it's impossible. There's just, we don't just, ha- we just don't have the, the tank size or capacity to make it consistent every time. Yeah. But right. I do have a consistent flavor profile that I want to achieve. And and with with straight, uh, it's just delicate, no oak, really beautiful uh, fruit flavors, um, nice and floral, you know, because century level, I want it to be accessible to anyone. I don't want there anything weird to be going on. It, you know, it's 92.5 proof, so it's not chill filtered. So it's not going to drink that hot. And, uh, you know, I just want to be an enjoyable experience for anyone. And so not a lot of Oak, actually pretty much hardly any Oak. And so it's not like anybody's going to be like, Oh, tannins or, or anything, you know, just now anybody, you don't have to pick out flavors, you drink it and you go, mm, yum, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which I wish we can't really do them right now. But, you know, back when I used to have like people do barrel picks, like everybody's standing around picking out flavors. I'm like, guys, you're all drinking the same thing here, you know. What do you like? Yeah, yeah. What do you like? You don't have to describe it because he's drinking it too. 
you got to describe it like an environment like this where you have people listening to you, you know, and like you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I am having an experience that you're not having. <laughs> so let me try <laughs> to explain it to you. You guys are all having the same experience. Just say yes or no. Right. <laughs> move on to the next one, you know. But yeah, so that was like, so I wanted that to be where like someone could just be like, I like this. It tastes good. And if that's where they want to <laughs> end it, that's where they can end it, you know. I mean, to be honest, yeah. that's all the that's all the more you need when you're yeah. when you're in a big group like that. It doesn't matter what the notes are. Do you like it or do you not like it? Yeah. I love that too. Cause like I say this all the time, but people get so hung up on names, right? Yeah. They say that this bourbon's good because it has this name associated with it. And I'm like, no, do you like it or not? Like drink it in a blind. Do you like it yeah. or do you not? Yeah. And we went it's to all that's important really, you know, and we, we've never been part of a barrel pick yet, but we did go to bourbon 30 in Lexington and, and they are like a small distillery that buys also from MGP and you get to, they basically give you your own thief. You can go to however many barrels you want. And just keep tasting out of the barrels, and then we know, taste it a lot. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as you can imagine, I mean, they're they're all you know uncut. It's just straight off from the the barrel. And by the time we were done, there's like little alligator char, like you were saying, yeah. in some of it too, yeah. which was yeah. it was a cool experience for us. You know what I mean? That was a were, first. Were you, were you spitting it out or were you drinking it? I drank it. <laughs> well, yeah. For the first yeah. half, I was I was drinking all of it, and then then I started spitting it out because I I knew I had to drive. Afterwards, so. <laughs> you, you ha- I mean, the thing is, too, it's like it's different because when you're doing a barrel pick, it's fun. You know, it's yeah. like it's not like you're not working. You know, when, you, when you're trying them all, like whenever I do the videos, people are like, why are you spitting it out? It's like, well, man, I do this all day. It's you're like, right. <laughs> I can't, you know, if I wasn't, everything's amazing by like after an hour, <laughs> right. you know, shit bottle at all. <laughs> so we haven't yeah, opened ours yet. And so know, we're lose. Yeah. yeah you, you you lose all your sensitivity, um, and also things finish differently when you're. When, it's much easier to pick out a finish when you when you spit it out than when you're drinking it. When you're drinking it, just kind of a lot of notes get hidden. When you yeah. spit it out and everything's like you're blowing air over your palate and your tongue and everything, it's, everything gets accentuated. You know. Well, and that's and, what they uh, taught us at Heaven Hill too, and and I'd mm-hmm. never heard that before. That was an interesting concept. So they had us chew it swallow it then blow out then suck back in and that mm-hmm. was interesting because i'd never had that before and uh but what's funny is we haven't opened ours yet since we went there it's our bottles that we got and uh i'm actually a little afraid that they're going to just be terrible but like you said <laughs> that by the time we were done so, <laughs> get done, yeah and i kept telling myself these are all mgp they're going to be you know at least decent you know but uh yeah so we we're still going to do an episode where we open up those oh we yeah got a bottle and uh and and see you know how they turned out but um but like you said you know when we started we were all trying to all oh, the vanilla you know maple syrup and all this and then by the end we're like oh i really like this yeah oh, we liked good. everything yeah. there wasn't anything bad we tasted at the end yeah everything was like oh fuck let's try this one it's great <laughs> yeah and that's that's what happens when you're drinking everything's amazing you know yeah and that was our last uh, stop st- on the tour too so so everything by that point we were a little bourboned out mm-hmm. yeah and uh so if it i don't i don't, I don't think because it was the last thing we did, we had never experienced anything like that. I think that's the only reason we had as good a time as we did because I don't know what the hell. It was fun. Was. You know, it's cool. It was. It was it's a like, really cool experience. Yeah. It was yeah, really cool. And, and being able to, uh, and that's the neat thing about barrels is they're all different, you know, for the most part. Because oak, you know, nobody has an oak farm. 
all these trees are growing. <laughs> all these trees are growing under different conditions, and yeah, you don't yeah. even know if you're getting. You know, so you could have each stave could be from a different tree or whatever. And I never really so, thought of that, like where the trees are grown. You know what I mean? Not, like the in the state. That. I mean, you have a twelve-year bourbon that right. might have come from staves that came from oaks on a wet season versus yeah. an eleven-year mm-hmm. that was, you know. Obviously, the the oaks are older than a year old, but you know they might have been you know harvested on a time that was a couple of dry years versus a couple right. of wet years or whatever. And I've heard that just you know, with as much as the oak plays an influence, especially as you know the older the bourbons get, I could I could see how just from one stave to or one barrel to the next, how they could play a huge part. Yeah, I mean, because I've had two barrels from the same lot were laid down on the same day within minutes of each other and just completely different. Yeah. That just baffles me. It also baffles me that different places in the Rick house can, can cause different flavors as well. Like when you go to Buffalo trace and they give you their, their tour and they talk about, I mean, they've got two mash bills technically with their, you know, with their, and they get like, what do they have? Like, uh, I mean, not counting the weeders and stuff like that. They've got like 20 different, you know, bourbons. From two yeah, I mean, that, it's crazy. That sort that sort of thing where you get to tell you know people that complain, oh, you're sourcing bourbon. Uh, they go, all all MGPs the same. It's like, shut up. What are you even talking about? Right. Old Forester and Woodford have the same mash bill. Yeah, uh, you know, the same. You know, like Buffalo Tree. Like E.H. Taylor was never made at the Buffalo Tree. It was made where Castle and Key are. That's like you know, it's like they just bought the name. And yep. then they're making it there, but that doesn't mean it tastes exactly like Eagle Rare. It tastes different, you know, because right. yeah, because you can blend these different barrels and both, and especially them, they have so many different warehouses and everything. It's like, and I'm not talking shit about Buffalo Trace. No, no, I'm talking shit about the guy that goes. <laughs> well, and that kind of goes back to what I was too. Everything like, tastes the same. It's people like, getting so hung up on names, you know what I mean? And they're like, "Oh, I'll only drink Buffalo Trace." Well. It's just because it's the name. You know what I mean? There are yeah. several good things out there that are equally good or better than Buffalo Trace for around the same money. You know, we get people that wait hours in line around here to pick up Buffalo Trace. And I just, I won't do it. I mean, it's crazy because Buffalo Trace, we can get it almost every week here in Ohio. And we're a control right. state. So everything is, you know, MSRP. They don't, there's no secondary in Ohio unless you're buying from an actual person. But, right. um, which is technically not legal. But, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> The the good thing about Ohio is everything's controlled. You're not paying ridiculous prices. You're not paying five hundred right. for Elmer T. Lee. You're getting it for the fifty. It's supposed to be paid, you know. But yeah, Elmer T. Lee, same mash bill as Lanton's. You know, it's like right. They taste totally different. Right. It's it's crazy. I mean that that's what I mean. Yeah. Like that that type of thing, and you know, and what you said about the small batch, the blending, and you're never going to because you know for one, you know the. Uh, the amount that you have, but in the, the vats and things like that. But right. that's, that's amazing to me that, you know, just even from a small batch. And that's one of the things I love about bourbon. I, I think anyway, is, is that you could technically, and I know it's a little bit tougher with, with something as large as Buffalo trace or whatever, you know, have the same exact bottle or, or brand, I should say, um, and get two different experiences from the same brand, you know? So oh, yeah. Trace today and a Buffalo Trace six months from now, you might have, you know, if you put them next to each other, they might taste a little different. And same thing, you know, with with any small batches, technically. I mean, right. they're blending it to try to achieve, like you said, a, a consistent, you know, taste profile, but that doesn't mean it's going to be identical. So I think that's great. 
And I think that's it's why kind of impossible, programs, you know, especially. You? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Especially with bourbon, it's pretty impossible because you can't mm -hmm. add flavorings and you can't add, you know, non-alcohol blenders. I mean, there are products out there where every time you drink it, it tastes the same, but they're not bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is phenomenal. Yeah. So we just oh opened my God. up the, uh, or not open, but poured out some of the uncut, unfiltered. I couldn't wait. Uncut, unfiltered, man. That that's that's where I'm at. That's oh my. my. So, not I'm not putting down your your single barrel private select over here, but this trumps it big time. This is phenomenal. Barrels. Somebody asked me if one's better than the other, right? I'm like, well, that's totally subjective. I mean, right, right. People that don't like uncut at all. Yeah, it's not going to hurt my feelings. I, I can't make enough if everybody liked it. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And, and there's people that say I love this barrel so much more than I cut. I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah, sure, if that's what you like. But hey, one thing that is not disputable is there is no single barrel anywhere that's as complex as uncut unfiltered. Uncut unfiltered, you, you take a little sip and and. I hold, you know, keep it in your mouth for 10 seconds. And like the flavors, it's just like, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? Like in each sip and that stuff will change with temperature. It'll change with humidity. It's like every time you come to it, it can be a different experience. You know, uncut unfiltered is like, it's magic. As oh, far as I thought it would have spice or like pepperiness to it or something, just being like unfiltered, but it's not at all. It's so some clean. Do. Yeah, this one there, is there's some yeah, there's some badges, but there's some badges out there, man. That's like, so is there a way to know <laughs> which one this is from? Like is it says fifty seven point six percent alcohol. So that's that looks handwritten. That's a that's a end of the summer one. That's a okay. recent one, right? You did you just get that? No, I well, I got it this year. Um, but I bought it off a website that was still delivering to Ohio that I I they've really cracked down lately. Ohio doesn't allow you to what ship was that like June or May or something like that? It might have been May, yeah. It could have been. Yeah. 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 I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to go back wow. through and look, but um you know, and one that's thing, the I, thing with yeah, that's the thing with uncut filters it's like, you know, I blended it different over the summer than I did in the winter cuz the summer it's like I have to barely sometimes sit outside with a cigar to sneak that in. You know, oh, tonight it's only 99 and not 105. <laughs> cool. I can I can have some uncut filters, but I don't want you know, I don't it's like I wouldn't want it to be like and the thing is, is it factors in when I'm blending because, you know, when it when it's hot out, it's, the AC can't keep up in the in the warehouse, and you know it's hot in there. There's no humidity, and so I'm like, ah, it's hot. And so I'll blend it to be like a little brighter and more, almost like more refreshing. You know, a lot of green apple and fruit, okay, big cinnamon, things like that, but not a lot of dark, earthy or heavy pepper. And then as fall came, I was like. Uh, it's getting colder. Let's bring in some big, like black and, and white pepper spice and some earthiness and some oak and things like that. And then I like kind of, and then oh, falls. I kind of like, oh, I, I miss those those ones from the summer, but I don't want it to be that bright. So, but let's make it a little creamier, more brown sugar, and you know, I more get some caramel. creaminess. Yeah, I do. When you said that word creamy, I'm like, I get some creaminess out of this. Yeah. Um kind of warms my soul a little bit man i could drink yeah, this that's all winter yeah you know what's funny is i i go through phases i when i got this i was drinking it and then i realized how fast i was drinking it it's it's over halfway it's gone crazy and then, I, 
Yeah, I stopped drinking yeah. it because I didn't want it to be gone. I wanted to have one to smash, one to stash. <laughs> but I, but Same I with girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, no, oh. I'm not. <laughs> I'm married. Um, but, but yes. Um, so the the one thing I've been looking for is the websites for it to align because they won't ship to me unless I go through the private barrel club that I'm in. Oh. They make an allowance for that. Um, so I've, I've been trying to time up my next purchase of this bottle, the uncut unfiltered with a purchase of a private, uh, you know, uh, a private club selection. And it just hasn't, it hasn't overlapped, uh, because if I order, you know, one of those with a private club selection, I just, I, you know, they'll ship it. But if I try to go when it's not part of a private club selection, they won't ship it to me. So, right. um, so I'm trying to have that overlap. I cannot get it. <laughs> we don't have smoke wagon in Ohio. So, or at least. That I'm aware of, but, uh, I wish we did because I, I would, I would easily be stockpiling it. Yeah. I I love this stuff. I would would hundred percent uncut. Oh, sorry. Give me interrupt you. Oh no, no, that's all. Oh yeah. I just, I drink it too fast too. And it's not like a, (laughs) it's not like a gulpy fast. It's not like, you know, but it's like, I'll take a sip. I'll be like, Oh my God, those flavors. Wait, what was that one flavor I was tasting? I'm like, Oh, oh, oh yeah that's it yeah. oh yeah wait i think there's something else so what and was that that's exactly yeah. it i drink bourbon like at the end of an evening to slow down and remind myself to just kind of take it easy but when i get a very complex or a very robust bourbon like this i'll, I'll sit right. and like you said i'll keep revisiting it and then the next thing you know i've had two or three pours yeah. trying to figure out all the different flavors because that's yeah, one of the it, things i'm not like brett i don't have the 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 schnoz and i don't have the palate that he has so I have to keep revisiting things to, to try to pinpoint what it is. And then my wife, who has a crazy super sniffer, she's a vodka drinker. Um, and basically the same thing you were about 11 years ago. That's her vodka. <laughs> She'll drink yeah. it, drink it, drink it, drink it. Um, but no, like she has a, an amazing palate. And she wastes it on vodka. So she'll, I'll give her a drink of my bourbon and, and she'll smell it. She'll tell me what she smells. She'll drink it. She'll, you know, she doesn't like it, but she can pick all the notes out of it. It's crazy. And she understands you know, complexity, but some people it, it just they. I mean, I, I remember talking to a um a, a beverage director for a casino. We were talking about vodka and stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, in the vodka, it's just you don't even have to think about it." I mean, that's kind of what the entry level is now. You just drink it; and it's yum. You don't have to think about it. But back then, it was the vodka. And he's like, "You know, I taste." It's like he's like, "That's what I want some days," because professionally all day i'm tasting stuff and trying to think about it and trying to pick out flavors and sometimes it's nice to come home and just have vodka or or something where i don't have to think about it i can just sit there and drink it and there's nothing to think about you know? that's a good point i that's probably what my wife's a teacher so she has to deal with kids all day long so that's <laughs> that's probably what she's thinking too she doesn't want to think she just wants to drink so oh that should be a t-shirt yeah that should be a t-shirt idea <laughs> I make t-shirts just so you know. That was a great rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to think. I just want to drink. I like it. Um, So let's, let's talk. So how's COVID affected you guys? I mean, I know that that's a huge, we just jumped the tracks there and changed subjects, but it's one of the things I've been asking everyone lately. And, and, you know, you know, we, so we don't do tours and we're not like tourism based or um, any of that. And, and there we, you know, we got into all these states right as COVID happened. Uh, I can tell you that I, you know, 
when coming from the bar business, uh, you know, distributors would be like, hey, will you make this deal to get on this cocktail menu? I'd be like, you know, just focus on liquor stores because that's a, it's a loser. I'm not a big, huge brand where I have all this expendable money and I can just give shit away to gain exposure for everything else. And I honestly, I bar customer, I mean, you know, maybe it's different in other, other places, but at least here, your bar customers are 21 to 25. It's like, those are the people going out four to five nights a week. They're the ones you know, wanting what? the vodka. And the, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and not yeah, to taste get on the, the cocktail the menu. Yeah. If you come out with like a new, the newest Red Bull or vodka <laughs> or something that they'll buy for their house. But, you know, they're not like, oh, here's, here I just am not making any money on my entry level bourbon for, oh, yeah, big brand came, knocked me off the list, you know. Right. Well, that right. was fun. And, and so I just focused on liquor stores and, um, and then liquor stores too, you know, it's like now they're getting more love. But when I first started going to total wine and doing all these tasting at different places and getting a note, everybody was like, nobody, it's like, nobody ever cared about them because it's not exotic or romantic. You know, if you have an expense account, what do you want to do? Like, or, you know, if you have time, you want to go to a liquor store at two in the afternoon, or you want to go to a, but, you know, especially if you want to go to a bar or the casino, you know, spend money. Hey, I'm with this brand. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's fun for those guys. I've owned bars since, you know, fucking 2003. I don't want to go out anymore. I want to go <laughs> to a liquor store at one o'clock. Yep. I don't want to be out like partying anymore. And so, um, it, you know, it's hard to say because it's not a perfect experiment because. We really started getting into states as COVID happened. Uh, but I will tell you that like some of my distributors, like, man, everybody kind of took a hit except for you guys because you were just always like focused on liquor stores. Yeah. And so well, how, how many states are you in now, by the way? Not a lot. I mean, we're all, we're in New York, New Jersey, Illinois, California, Arizona, Nevada. Texas, which is like a whole nother country, <laughs> volume and like, you know, I mean, holy shit. I wasn't ready for Texas. Uh, and then we just got, we're getting into Georgia. So we just released in Tennessee and Arkansas. Uh, we're going to be in Georgia soon. Um, and then like some DC stores, you know, cause they're, that's, they like can distribute themselves. Yep. Um, yep. DC is interesting. And, yeah. I don't think I'm missing California, Arizona, Nevada, Illinois, Colorado. I miss Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Colorado, which I got talked into by the distributor, which I was like, yeah, Colorado. I mean, they're so local craft focused. There's so many local Colorado brands. Like, how? why is anybody going to buy us? And, uh, man, it was Every state's been You're fucking close crazy. enough to Colorado to be considered local. I mean, and it's not Kentucky. It didn't so matter. It, you know. Yeah, I mean, we we. Not, and by the way, none of this is like bravado or bragging or anything. It's like <laughs> I don't want to come. You know, it's like it's it's hard to like talk about things and not come across as like a dick. You know, but like we <laughs> did. You know, when I got to these states, you're like, what are your expectations? I'm like, man, whatever. We do like a pound a month. That's like another thousand cases a year. Like, that's cool. You know, whatever. 
And it's like, we did that in a minute. I mean, our first day of pre-orders was like, just, I think for Colorado, it was like two pallets. The pre-orders the first day. Second day was like four pallets of pre-orders on top of the other two pallets. And then it just kept going and just going and it's still going. Like we're still, we still, we aren't caught up anywhere. We're still like back ordered in every, every state, just like cranking out as much as we can. That's awesome. Well, I'll yeah, tell it's you what, amazing. I listened to a few bourbon podcasts and a few of them have not tasted smoke wagon and they are salty about it. Like they, and I'm sitting there thinking I've had smoke wagon. They haven't. <laughs> and, and they're, I mean, we're not a huge podcast, but we're, we're slowly gaining some steam and getting a little momentum and we're starting to get some distillers on and things like that. So, I mean, not trying to flex or anything like that, but, <laughs> but, but what's interesting is, is I hear those, you know, podcasts talk about smoke wagon and how they're, they're upset. It's not in their state yet or whatever. So, I mean, the fact that I've got four bottles of it sitting right here in front of me, I'm, I love yeah. it. I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's just tough, you know, like we do everything ourselves. And so, um, you know, it's not like I'm having, uh, like, it's not like I'm having some bottling company or some big, I'm not renting space with someone. And so as the demand increases, I have to, you know, we have to do it. There's just two of us. It's not like we have investors or a corporation or anything. And, and both my business partner and I have no problem, you know, because we have long, you know, the end longevity in sight you know it's like we want to be around forever um i mean especially coming from the barbers i can't be i can't own bars forever i'll eventually right. be too old you know <laughs> like the old guy in the club walking around yeah what are you kids listening <laughs> to you know <laughs> this is some hip young hip young people music you got on the jukebox i own this bar you know but that's it is you're like, dude, who cares? Like, oh, some old guys distilling, like who gives that's like, oh right. what? You're too that's what old you to see, like yeah. drink bourbon. Russell, for I about. mean, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah Jimmy you Russell. You yeah. want old people, you want old people because that tells that tells history. <laughs> that tells, you know, that tells a story. That's that's what bourbon's all about, really. I mean, honestly, if you want to age in anything, it's it's mm -hmm. bourbon. You yeah, know, that's especially like American spirits anyway, like obviously scotch and different things like that. But and I want to tell you Oh, oh, so this bottle is so, really cool. So oh, yeah, that's the next thing I was going to ask. Oh, you were, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I judge a book by its cover. Okay. I'm going to put that out These there. I'm bottles, very superficial. This bottle is cool. Yeah. I really like this bottle a lot. I don't I, know if you I, designed it or what. I designed it myself. This bottle I was had, I had to engineer awesome. it for the vodka because, um, you know, where the wax is, that's yeah. where the silver dollar is. Yep. And, I love that. And they, to they told me this couldn't be done. You could not have something on the front it had to be up here on the shoulder and and because it would be a contact point on the assembly line now back then <laughs> i was like ha, 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 assembly line <laughs> me doing everything but so i put in these little these little bumpers here so that and then i and then i you know because the morgan is a specific diameter you can't you can't adjust that and so i would i did on this 3d computer program and i'd move it recess it in and bring it back out to kind of see where the metal there's no chance of metal hitting metal and uh and so i sent those to them uh and then they sent me back like engineering drawings and i approved those and then they sent me 3d drawings that made my 3d drawings look like it was a crayon drawings in kindergarten and uh and back then um 
you carve a bottle out of a solid piece of lucite. Now it's all 3D printed. Yeah. And so you get you get your bottle, you know. And now it's instant. Back then, it takes like six weeks to carve it out. And, uh, and then you get it. And you're like, holy fuck. No, I do. I like this bottle a lot. This looks great, like in a bourbon collection on the shelf and oh, stuff. I, looks- I keep it. So you see back here, my wife only lets me have a certain amount of my bourbon. I've got like over 200 bottles now, but but I've only got like, I don't know. 30 some there, maybe. maybe. And uh, okay. so I, I have a limited allowance of what I can show in my in my uh, bourbon collection. And, and those are sitting back there. You know, they're hot. They're tall. So I put them in the back, right. shelf, back row. But but all four of them are sitting out like I they're I love these. So talk about like the design itself, not necessarily the process of making it. But, you know, the, the two guns, the uh, what is what's the uh, what are they going inside? Is that like a, what are the flowers? Oh, it's a uh, desert sage, Nevada state flower. Okay. 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 Yeah. And then, so th- what's, what's the reference of the two guns? Is that, I know that you've got the state in the, uh, in the wax, you know, stand. So, yeah. So, so smoke wagon is old West slang for the Colt single action army revolver. The, the gun that won the West. And so coming from silver dollar, which was the currency of the old West, cause it was minted up in Carson city. Uh, you know, we, I, oh, and also that sort of my, I don't really, the, the, the mid-century history of, of Las Vegas itself doesn't really, doesn't really interest me too much. I mean, it, it's cool and all, but coming from the East Coast, the thing that I find the most interesting about the, the West Coast is water and how everything is about water, you know, because there's not enough of it. Right. And and so all the history of these places, like, well, not not so much modern, but like oh, the reason Las Vegas exists is because of water. There were springs here. Yeah, so it was a huge stopping point on the old Spanish American Trail to, to get to California. And so that was the sort of the history of, of, the, of Las Vegas. And I always spend my time in the high desert and everything where there's still like uh, wild mustangs and burrows back, you know, I mean, the burrows date back to like. I think it's the 15 or 1600s when the Spanish were out here. Are you from Nevada? No, I'm from North Carolina. Okay. I wasn't sure. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no problem. So, yeah. So I, I've always had more of a fascination with the the Western history of, of the town than the mid century modern history. And so, especially being downtown, because you know, that's where it all started. And, you know, the plot, the plaza was where the railroad station used to be and the old Mormon fort still down there. And so, I wanted the bourbon that, you know, the vodka had a Western theme. And so I wanted the bourbon to have a Western theme. And um, I bought this book on, uh, well, actually it wasn't, I didn't buy a book. It was only talking about, it was online. It was like an online uh, Western slang sort of dictionary. And I was, you know, I remember I was like driving, I was on the speakerphone driving back from Las Vegas and I was talking to my business partner and I was like telling them all the ones I like the best, and uh, and then we, we, you know, I said smoke wagon, and I and I and he said because they were all like you know alcohol related, all slangs for alcohol, and I said smoke wagon. He's like smoke wagon. I said yeah. He's like why is that? I was like man, the logo would be amazing, and you know vodka is the currency of the old west, and this is the gun that won the west. So everybody had uh, you know. Morgan's in their pocket and a cold on their hip, and he was like smoke wagon, 
and we were both just and he, you know he was like the he's the film business so of course he knew the quote from tombstone and everything and that was just like that was it anything else we tried to revisit just wasn't as good yeah, the only thing else that could have worked is like Huckleberry or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the font on here. Like it's, you know, it's it's all like you said, it's all almost old style. It looks West, antique, yeah. Antique, yeah, and but, I love yeah, it. Like, and that's the thing, you know, because like when a lot of people did like these vintagey bottles, right? And they were very simple, and they'd have like these gray, you know, uh, gray and black labels like those printed labels like that's that wasn't what good quality stuff came in that's like those were snake oil bottles that's like that was like the cheapest way to make shit you know people were you know if you go and look at like um old glass you know a lot of it was amber because they felt like it preserved the the whiskey Mm -hmm. i mean not nothing from the sun yeah there was never anything like quite like this but you know, there was always there was writing. If you look at those old four roses bottles, they had roses all over them. Um, people were really showing off what they could do. You know, I'm, I remember a buddy of mine. He he does. He's a he makes you know clothing. Um, and he used to do like uh, denim and everything. And he had like a book from like the late 1800s of um, monograms and logos. So like half of it was monograms and half of it was logos, like from a print shop. Like if you were going to have a logo for a business, you know, like and everything was beautiful and it was all like these cooled, um, you know, stamps. And it was like, and that's how, and so I wanted it to, I didn't want it to be, I want it to look authentic. I didn't want it to look like what everybody pictures that stuff, you know, like, like Disneyland, you know? Yeah, Disneyland yeah. old bottles. I want it to look like a real old bottle. Yeah, that's like a clean. It's unique. Yeah. The, the Disneyland. It's almost like a, a marketed clean. Yeah. You know, old style yeah. look versus this is this looks. It, it, I mean, I know it's obviously made now, but it looks authentic. It looks more era specific. Mm-hmm. You know, which I I love it. Like my wife loved these too. She thinks they're outstanding, and she's oh, thank you. Judging a book by its cover. <laughs> she's well. T- talk about judging a book by its cover. I came from the bar business. You know. Yeah. Right. And, and like so something that like looks good up on the shelf. Guys, yeah. Yeah. All, all these craft guys would come by with their box. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Man <time>. down. <laughs> <laughs> they they would come by with their with their bottles. Um. It'd just be like a label with like typing, you know, like oh, like kind of like an apothecary style, just like yeah. you know, brand name, flip warp, you know, age, uh, and then I'd be like, dude, nobody's gonna buy this, nobody's gonna want to drink this. And they're like, what? But we made it, you know, we're craft guys. <laughs> We've descended from the heavens to bless our handcrafted goods upon you. We don't need to put a label on that our soul is in every bottle and i was like well someone's not gonna want it it's gonna be on the back bar and nobody's gonna want to say hey can i see that bottle and when it's busy a bartender's not gonna be able to educate someone on this right and they're not gonna look at it it's and volume. go home and google it or or research it online yeah. no one's gonna and they're probably not even gonna try it because they're not gonna trust it because it looks like it was made you know in somebody's um house and i'm sorry these aren't cookies or cakes 
where you're like, it's homemade. Right. Yeah, it's got fucking alcohol in it. I really want to make sure that I'm not going to go blind or die or, you know, have my insides rotted out. So I, I, as much as I love homemade stuff. It, it depends you on know, what kind of night you're looking for. Yeah. So yeah, I think you should have maybe do something a little more professional. And uh, and so that so that was sort of I wanted to go like if people would be like, hey, if they spent this much time on, you know, the, the quality of the packaging where every detail is fucking perfect, which is kind of, I mean, I don't know how to do it another way. So it's a pretty sweet bottle, man. You did a good Thank job. Yeah. Really, really good job. It really is. I, I love yeah. it. So, so, so hopefully it will, people will trust the content, you know, yeah. by, by the quality of the bottle. Is yeah. this, the book by its cover. Is it Latin at the bottom here? I don't, I don't know Latin. Yes. Be with us more in the mess. Yeah means uh means we must uh, let us drink for we're mortal or yeah. oh hell yeah we must drink let us drink for we must die those are the little easter eggs i like you know what i mean that's like a little hidden easter egg in this thing and that shit's cool yeah, it's like in bible bi- 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 us yeah yeah i don't yeah, know it's uh you're gonna it's, summon a demon say it was a Seneca, the elder uh quote So yeah, I mean the bottle, love it. Um, so we've jumped in, we've jumped back to the original bottle of uh, the Bourbon Enthusiast, the one that uh, I got, and, and I've I've been trying not to finish this bottle because of the story, but I can't help it. It's really good. I can't share that one with you. I don't no, have it. No worries. Um, oh wait, no, one, I do have it. That's the fifty, the fifty-six. No, 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 no. One. This one's the fifty-five ninety-eight. Yeah. So it I was a little. Find that one anywhere? Yeah, no worries. I mean, I it's just a. He labeled it Karma, um, which wasn't the original name for it, but but I just found that amusing that he that he named it Karma. Um, but this was a, I think I'm pretty sure anyway. That's the the right one. Um, I mean, it's, it's good pretty regardless. appropriate, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the irony is that Naz is always saying Karma's a bitch, blah blah. But it's like, yeah, man, it is. It's well, like, the, you, I don't know you're if you ever not, saw this video regarding yeah, that you, model. It was funny. You're, uh, you're, uh, we're both direct results of karma. It's like you live, you try, you know, it's like I try to live my life by being positive and helping people and having a, hopefully a positive impact on things. I mean, not in a phony way, you know, it's obviously right. you can't be positive all the time. Oh, things really hurt and you put on <laughs> a fake smile and he, he, you know, but, uh, you gotta have perspective. And he yeah. just all he did was like was negative and talk shit about everybody, and it's like, yeah, I, it was funny because when it all went down, he had a video on his Instagram that he just is that the one where he said Americans are so stupid. That and he also ripped the, <laughs> ripped the club itself, not understanding. He he looked at the Instagram followers and was trying to do some math and thinking that that's how much that James was making every every month. And I'm like, <laughs> That is not how it works, man. Like he was doing some weird math. Um, he definitely needed an abacus. Um, what do you What do you think about this one? I this one I feel like I get a little bit more of the wood on. I do get more of the wood. I get more oak on it. Yeah, um, it's not in a bad way by any means. It's it's no different, no it's it's different, different but it's, um, it's good. Like really good. I get a longer finish on mm-hmm. this one as well. Um, I do too. I hate to play favorites, but the uncut unfiltered is oh. still probably my favorite. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's good. I'll say it. 
I, listen, to be honest, there's not a bad bottle. In this there's, no, there's not. You haven't tried this one yet. But, I have not. Um, I, by I honest, the way, it's always doing side-by-sides without cleansing your palate yeah. is always... This is our. We, we this is all little, we've got. Water. You got some water. Yeah, I mean, like when I'm doing stuff, I'll I'll try to eat saltines and everything. I mean, obviously in this situation, it's a little ridiculous. You don't need to be doing that. It's not like right. we're yeah we're doing it for a. So it's always tough, you know. But, I don't be munching in your ear either on some crackers, yeah. right? Now. <laughs> well, we had the so same experience. Might, we did a blind. Well, yeah, I mean, recently. Uncounter- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's just uncounterfiltered, man. I just it's good. It's what I want to drink all the time. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly do too. Like I, I, I'm irritated is not the right word that I can't find another bottle of it. Like every time I see it, because I'll the the websites that I follow say all oh, back in stock, you know, uncut, unfiltered, right. back in stock. But like I can, it never aligns with when I'm ordering, you know, my private barrels. Um, yeah, I'll keep my eye out for this too yeah, on that same website uh, for because I'm a part of that private club too now, but. Um, I would definitely pick one of these it's, up. It's just tough because it's so good, and I just I want to drink it, and mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be gone, like because then I'll be upset. <laughs> but yeah, no, the the uncut, unfiltered, whatever you guys are doing from like a sourcing perspective, like the the location that you've you've picked inside of you know MGP, and you know the the taste profile that you're trying to to establish. I think you guys are doing a really good job. Thank I, you. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I can't say enough about. Like honestly, I've only had four bottles of it, but every one of them have been outstanding. Um, and he, Brett's right; the, the uncut, unfiltered is is really good. Um, and you know, obviously, it's it's not a barrel pick from a uh, from a club. Um, but talk about the uncut, unfiltered. Are they all single barrels, or do you do any blending with those at all? Th- those are all blending. Okay, uncut, unfiltered is all blending. Um, so, like, obviously, uh, it doesn't have any water added. And I would say the, the fundamental difference between, say, that. So the fundamental difference between small batch and, like, the straight is small batch is going to have eight years. The, the difference between uncut and small batch is uncut is going to have, like, a lot of eight year with younger juice blended in to cut down on the tannins and, and bring in some, some beautiful flavors that have disappeared over time. Uh, and then sometimes it's like, you know, like cinnamon. I have these five-year barrels right now that are, have so much cinnamon. It's it's insane. It's crazy. It's like it it, it tastes like. I mean, it's not like. Hey, can you pick out cinnamon in this? It's oh, <laughs> did you add cinnamon? Like, how does this have so much cinnamon? How is that an occurring flavor? It, it, you know, in this, this is crazy. Where um, does this cinnamon come from? Just just as a. It's got to you know, be from the rye. Right. You know, all, all yeah. those baking spices come from the rye. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, it's just got to be aging. Yeah, it just has to be aging differently than than in other places. Um, and I have absolutely no flavor, philosophy, or consistency desire with uncut, unfiltered. I finally got batch stickers for. Well, that's how it should be. That's how it should yeah. be. No, and I like the idea of batch stickers because then you can compare and yeah, and contrast. Yeah. But but yeah, and I I agree. Like. I, I've said this on a few of our episodes is I love the the single barrel programs because it allows the people picking the single barrels to express almost their own flavor profile into right. an already existing, you know, brand. And I think and it's a nice connection, you know, with yeah. people, like back when people used to be able to come by and everything. Yeah. And I think the uncut unfiltered that you guys do, I think that's a great way to, 
you know, just, it, it's almost, and again, I don't know what your expectation or your plan is for it, but when you see these other places do a single release or a, or like, for example, uh, Elijah Craig does a barrel proof release four times a year and, or whatever, Larceny, other places like that too. Um, you know, I see this as a way to provide a different flavor under the same yeah. label every time. And, yeah. it, and I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, and I just release it all year long. You know, it's just, uh, just not in Ohio. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> not in Ohio. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm not sorry. I haven't been. A, I don't even know how to get distribution in Ohio. But again, oh, this is where we're talking about before. It's like, it's not that I don't want to be everywhere. It's that mm -hmm. I don't know if I can. You know, it's you just like, I, yeah, I don't know if I can keep up, and yeah. um, and I don't, I don't want to have a bad reputation. I don't want to like get into like a, a liquor store or or something and then we can never get the product so i lose the shelf space and then you're trying to get back in and now they've got a bad taste in their mouth about you and so i just i want you know i just want to make sure and there's no hurry because i'm not you know we're, we're not trying to shit out a bunch of cases right. with no support because we don't need it because a big brand's going to come and buy us and then boop yeah, not our problem anymore. You know, I want, I'd like to be doing this for a very long time. And, uh, I mean, it's super, I can't imagine it, how long it would take for it not to be fun anymore. Cause it's a lot, it's a lot of fucking fun. I can't and, imagine uh, it's terrible pacing bourbon all day long for a job. <laughs> so, I mean, so legacy, obviously it sounds like you're more looking for the legacy as opposed to the quick payout, which I love. Correct. That's outstanding. Um, so what, what would I, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I do, you know, <laughs> not like I'm old. I mean, I'm older than I was, but you know, I still got enough energy and it's like, I'd, I'd get so bored. What are you? Start? I hear you. I, hear I you. agree. No, that's, and I, mean, I and, you know, go ahead. everybody's got an ego, right? I mean, you guys wouldn't have a podcast if you didn't want to have something to show for yourself, yeah, you know, right. and, and, and leave it's our like, mark on something. Yeah, you won't leave your mark. And so it's like, what do I want to be the guy that used to make smoke wagon and now I have like money and I'm just sitting around like we'll yeah. call you a slout and you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I used to go around just peeing on people to leave my mark, but I was like podcast. <laughs> podcast, that's the better way to go. Is this easy to find in Vegas? Because I'm actually going in December to Vegas. As long as COVID doesn't just in any just, of them. In, just smoke wagon. Uh, private barrels, no, there really aren't any private barrels right out right now. But uncut, yeah. Okay, sure. I will because, like I said, I'm going to Vegas in December. I'll I'll give you a couple of boxes. Yeah, I have bottles. Uh, you know, again, pending bring back. COVID doesn't ruin the rest of my life like it has this year. Um, he's a nurse. He's already had COVID, so he's. Uh, I already yeah. had, I had COVID. Oh, did yeah. you really? Yeah, COVID brothers here. Right. Yeah, I had it too. Yeah. I was fine. Absolutely fine. I feel like I should have had it, but for whatever uh, reason, I got. Yeah, it. I was fine. I, I didn't have any of the chest stuff. I mean, I was sick for sure. Same. Uh. It was weird, man, because it's not lean linear. Here, here we go. We're talking about COVID. You know, here's for people who want to know what it's like. The weirdest thing for me was psychological, because I've, I mean, I've, I had superbug sepsis, like where people are like, "Well, you lived." We don't know anybody else that's lived from this because you were septic for two days. But uh, congratulations, you don't have any bacteria in your heart valve, so you're a fucking miracle. This, this stuff, it's like, oh, I, I think I'm okay. Oh fuck! I feel really bad today, you know. And then that goes on, and so it's like on like the tenth day. Usually, you get sick, you feel worse and worse and worse, and then you feel really shitty, and then you start feeling better. 
And then finally you get to a point where you're like, I think I feel good enough to like go live my life again or whatever. It's like, man, like the, the 12th day was worse than, you know, the eighth day. And I was like, am I just going to be sick forever? Am I never going to get better? And then like the 14th day was the worst. And then the day I woke up and I'm like, had congestion and that lasted for like a week. And I, you know, I was like, wow. Oh. Yeah, he yeah, had my like experience was hour. it was twenty. It was less than that. It was like a day. I almost didn't get. Oh, really? To, yeah, I, I work in a huge hospital. Um, it's a big university hospital. I don't know if I should ever mention that stuff or not, but I won't name Ohio drop. State. Yeah, I work for Ohio it. State University, right? And so, um, huge, I, I huge medical center, humongous. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I was sick for one day, and I I wasn't even going to get tested because it was so minor. I had no GI stuff. Like I wasn't vomiting, no diarrhea, nothing I, like I that. I didn't have any of that at all. Yeah, none of that. I think a lot of people. I did have loss of appetite for like two days. I had a cough, had a small fever. Right? I had a very mild fever. Ninety nine point five is all my fever yeah, was. Yeah, that's how I was. Yeah. And so I wasn't even going to get tested. And then you know, my girlfriend was like, "You need to get tested. You had a fever." And you know how we are with women. We're like, "Ah, oh, you don't know anything." But I did it anyway, <laughs> well, right? Hey, uh, hey, <laughs> podcast people, that's not how I am. I'm not like <laughs> that either. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> So I don't know what he's talking about. I go and I get this <laughs> this testing and it's, oh my God, it's horrible. I think they scratched my brain with a Q-tip when they were shoving it up there. And then it comes back positive and I'm like, no, I feel too fine. I took Tylenol and I was fine the next day. So yeah, I don't. Mine, mine that first test when I had it was negative. And then two weeks after I was done with all my symptoms, I had to get tested for uh, something and it came back positive. And I know mine was legit because I enrolled in a research study and I have positive antibodies, right? So it's, it's, it wasn't like a false positive or anything right. like means. So I'm just attributing it to luck, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea why. Well, you have the right blood type too, right? Yeah. And so there's a, a study out there about blood types and severity of symptoms. And I don't know if you even know your blood type. <clears throat> e positive. See, and I heard that people, I'm not making this up. You can look it up later. People with B positive were having the worst symptoms yeah. of other people. And I'm O positive. And I had read that people with O positive blood were having the most mild symptoms. What a cocky right. yeah, I am kind of arrogant <laughs> as I drink my smoke wagon, my smoking guns over here. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, yes. I didn't know you were uh, COVID positive. So uh, you guys yep. are COVID, I guess. That's like, I don't know if you ever watched the league. Or, oh, know, yeah. That fantasy the football. Eskimo yeah. brothers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You guys are COVID brothers. <laughs> So, all right, but I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad that you survived. Absolutely, yeah, thank you. I so. think a lot of people just because of the media, it was it was definitely a death sentence for yeah anyone who thought they were getting it. Yeah, and, uh, so that's that's good. I think I, I there was definitely some scared scared people out there for yeah. sure. And I, and not to I mean your boss. She, yeah, she I had a, died, right? Yeah, I mean, my the director of my department passed away from it. So, um, oh, really? It's not that it, yeah, it's not yeah. that people didn't die from it. I mean, people did. And right? I mean, and that's all in the media. That's not like any kind of like violation or anything whatsoever. Right. That right. was all blasted over. And that right. was early March, right? This, so this was or mid March. Um, so this was like the beginning of it, right? This is when it first came to Ohio or to the states. Even yeah. um, was early March, and that's when I caught it as well. Oddly enough, March thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, <laughs> I uh, I caught it, but I didn't have symptoms until maybe three or four days later. I think the seventeenth, I think I tested positive. Um, yeah, well, you're odd though, because you know exactly you think anyway where you got it from and and everything. Yeah, so I I think because there were several of us that got sick. That's how it was. Uh, yeah, I know where I got it from. There was yeah. a few of us who got it. 
we all had completely different symptoms. Yeah. And it seems to be a lot of that that I hear as well. Well, and there's another study that says supposedly people who have Neanderthal genes get it worse too, which. But I that's weird. You say that I did 23 and me and I have Neanderthal genes, but you're, you're, oh, yeah. So maybe they, I don't know if that's an insult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's an insult to say I have Neanderthal <laughs> genes or what. I don't know. We are uh, we have totally we derailed. The Sorry. <laughs> so real quick, and I and I know we've been on almost an hour and a half here. Um, and this is awesome. I could talk. I feel like I could talk to you for hours upon oh, yeah. hours. But uh, do you guys have it? And you may not have anything you can talk about. But do you have any plans? Anything coming up? Uh, future releases? Anything that's you know? Uh, oh yeah, the the rare and limited stuff. I mean, I thought it'd be out by now. I just had um. We just had some problems getting label approval, so uh, we're just working on that. But that so is kind of like, so that that came about when I blended. I had a tank of all the fifth floor eight year barrels that didn't make it to private. I didn't feel like they were good enough for private barrels. And when I tried that tank, it was fucking delicious. And I was like, okay. And I just gone through another thing where I did an uncut blend that I loved, but I was like, man, this is just too young to be uncut. I feel bad for the price point that uncut is. This has got like too much young juice, but I want a way to release these things and not have it be like where I got to wait for a new bottle with the wax. I want it to be customizable and, and I don't want it to have like specific release dates or anything like that. I just want to get it out. If you're paying attention to Instagram, you're gonna know when it comes out. And so uh so that so I created the rare and limited. Rare and limited is kind of like a I don't know, kind of a dick name, like, oh, it's rare and limited. Uh, you know, oh, but uh I didn't want to call it experimental because it's not like I'm really experimenting. And then I I think I was so tired of, of telling people that Desert Jewel was limited all you got to do is look at the back label and it talks about how there's only 35 barrels i was like this one <laughs> it's gonna be on the front and everybody's gonna know it's limited nobody's like when it's gone it's gone no one's gonna be like hey are you still making that one it's limited it says so right there <laughs> on the front <laughs> label so that's is that like uh coming out soon or it's out now oh yeah i mean i've got a bunch of them bottled yeah and so it should be out pretty soon. Do we need to send you our address? Is yeah, that- I know. Are they shipping to Ohio or? <laughs> so, uh, so is that the is that the big thing that you have going on right now? You you kind of joked around about some rye type stuff. Is that something you have on the horizon? I'm working too? on the rye. We, uh, you know, we just had to do. We just did. Um, we just bought a, just a. We're buying a ton of barrels from MGP. I haven't bought aged barrels in a long time, and they just released just a whole bunch of old 36% rye barrels and they offered them all to us. And, and oh, nice. uh, so that kind of put all future fun buying age spirits <laughs> projects on hold for a second until we recover from that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so anything that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I know it's, like I said, it's been about an hour and a half now. Um, we generally try to keep it around that time frame when we have people on. So, uh, uh, just that I, you know, I mean, I love doing stuff like this. Uh, you know, uh, I appreciate the bourbon community and, and like, 
if it wasn't for those guys, you know, we'd be nowhere. It's, it's been amazing. It's, it's a very, you know, it's like, it's one thing to do something that's, you know, cause this is a creative process and you're always, you know, and then we, people say, Hey, I like this. And that's very rewarding. And then just the whole experience has been 99.9%, you know, positive, which is rare. You know, it's like coming from the bar business, it's like, God, you get all these haters and, people telling you you should do this or you should do that or you know you need to have this night or your jukebox has to have this in it or da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like oh drivers. god okay great well how about this you go over to bar and you do it like that okay right. this is how i want and this is like everybody's like oh i love what you're doing and it's just um i don't know it's really nice it's like it's just uh everything's been amazing and i just you know since podcast bourbon people I just want everybody to know that I, and i appreciate you guys you know having me on and um this is stuff i love to do well we appreciate it too so let's talk about where can people find you i mean i talked about finding you on me instagram personally but... i don't want them to find me <laughs> that's fine that's fine so smoke wagon in general where, where do they find you on instagram <laughs> oh on instagram or wherever yeah any of the social uh, medias smoke oh yeah that's right see, i see i'm i'm so bad at this stuff everybody's like yeah and you can you know, find us here on the on the World Wide Web. <laughs> oh, shit, I haven't heard that in forever. What is it? AOL, AOL. Yeah. Uh, uh, Instant Messenger or what? No, I, search man, keyword or something. Yeah. I remember, I think, I, I can remember it exactly. I was like 23 years old and living in Atlanta. And this had to have been 1994. And I remember that people started saying, you, you know, uh, on the radio, which nobody listens to anymore. You know, oh, you can call us here or email us at blah, 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 blah. At or you can find us on the World Wide Web. At and I was like, what yeah. the fuck World is that Wide shit? Web. The World yeah. Wide Web, yep. AOL search uh, terms or whatever. Remember yeah. that? But our, uh, I, I'm so close we have to two websites. Oh. You know, the, the Nevada, um, I can't remember my own website. <laughs> well, one is smokewagonbourbon.com. Smokewagonbourbon.com. That, that one I got doesn't have a store. Uh, Nevada distilling.com has all the merchandise and everything and all the shirts and, uh, tells you about the vodka as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> smoke wagon bourbon is the Instagram that everybody likes and four silver dollar vodka is the Instagram. That's just, <laughs> I don't follow the vodka one. I don't I'm either. Be transparent. No, there's no reason to There's nothing going on right now. I <laughs> but I will I say, yeah, the, the, the Instagram for the bourbon is outstanding. If you don't follow it, follow it because it's yeah, it's, it's great. so fun the 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 stories and the the videos that you do are just great and that, oh, the, the way you. that you're just so transparent and the way that you're so just you know subtle and blunt at the same time and i don't know if that <laughs> contradicts itself but but i love it like i've i've no because there's there's times good. where I, a brand will do something where they take advantage <laughs> of like ttb sort yeah. of uh you know like lack of regulation about being able to say something and I will bluntly say this is how suppliers yeah. rip you the fuck off. But I will be <laughs> I, I've about heard you talk about that with cast strength and different things like that. I've heard yeah, you talk about I'm, those and yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, this is the brand doing that. Remember, you know, because it's like you know, you don't want to start doing that, you know, that's like bad. But uh but yeah, uh, you know, it's like there's a lot of bullshit in the industry. And that was sort of the thing that really, you know, I started Started, it pissed me off as a coming from the retail side of things, where like people just tell me stuff. And once I started getting into researching this business, I was like, "That's not true." 
<laughs> They're lying to me. <laughs> They're lying to me. <laughs> That's funny. Oh shoot. Well, hey, I mean, honestly, this has been a great hour and a half. Yeah, I'm so had a great glad time. you came on. I'm so oh, glad thank you. We, me uh, too. had you. Um, you know, if anyone out there has the ability to grab smoke wagon bourbon, and I'm not saying this because he's on here, we asked them to come on. They didn't ask us, and it's for this reason because I really enjoy your bourbon. I really enjoy. Oh, thank you. The design of the bottles, I I enjoy I, everything about it. So I really appreciate that. You know, because I'm sure you guys drink a lot of bourbon. You know, and so it's. Uh... Oh, we definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you very much again. I'm Dude Pool. You can find me at, at Dude Pool on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can find us at uh, the Bourbon Hunters uh, on Instagram, and then I'm followed with. Uh... Uh, I'm Brett Bryan. I have a weird Instagram, which is Brett Paul Bryan. My three names that i sound like three a serial killer first. but that's you know. so weird I yeah, it's like right. you brett john Paul wayne Bryan? gacy or we some got, shit we actually i'm gonna follow you just so i can see if it's as weird <laughs> it, you'll see dog pictures that's about all you yeah <laughs> i've been posting more lately you, i have you know I, what? i've been that's trying to like all, since we've added them that's kind of all i want to see it's like i don't even go to my personal instagram anymore because my it's the so bourbon sad. ones just like people with their dogs and like people drinking bourbon and Bourbon in a tree. That's all I want to see. I don't want to. Well, follow up. Yeah. You'll see, yeah. see yeah. bourbon. Bourbon in a tree and a dog in a bandana, just like chilling. You know. Yeah, that's it. I, I, maybe some cats thrown in and like, right. you know, the beach or or a sunset. That's like yeah. I do some vacation pics. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's funny. That's perfect. And then, uh, who's not with us tonight is Tyler Schaefer. Uh, and I, do you remember his Instagram handle? Uh, is it just? Tyler Schaefer? I, I don't know. Shit. I'm trying to look it up. He's right. not here. We shouldn't even be talking about him, but it's Tyler Schaefer 04 <laughs> is his Instagram. He's not here. He's a Michigan State fan. So there's three right. other Tyler Schaefers out there yeah. or what? Because yeah, he had there to put are. 04. I don't so know. it's Tyler Schaefer 04. He's the fourth Tyler Schaefer, apparently. <laughs> it's like the old emails, you know, you know, uh, 257. There were 256 <laughs> before you. Um, all right. Well, hey, Aaron, thank you. Thanks again. again. Yes, My thank pleasure. you. We had a blast talking to you tonight. Of course. So. All right. You guys have a good one. You, you too. too. Thanks a lot. All right. All right. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining in for yet another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a good rating on Apple, Podbean, Google, or wherever you are listening. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and the Facebooks to keep up to date with what is in our glass. As always, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon. Bourbon.